it is Easter. I've had two titles. I need to make sure which one I decided to use. Have you seen him? Have you seen him? Have you seen him? Yeah, I remember for some reason with this title, I kept thinking of the song, the Starlight Song. <laughs> Jesus said to, me, to her, Mary. 
turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told him, told them that she that he had said these things to her. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader and hearers of this reading. I have seen the Lord. I have seen, that was the other title I simply was going to use, is that I have seen the Lord. In real sense, Mary Madden's plight is this morning. It's captured by those words. She has come to mourn Jesus, only to see an open tomb and a missing Savior. She's asking the question, have you seen it? Have you seen it? She sees where he was, but not where he is. Jesus has risen, but Mary and the others don't realize what has taken place according to scripture. Jesus has defeated death. He has risen. I believe the open tomb is symbolic of the opening that Jesus has created to see the resurrection. It is an opening to see now beyond the veil. An opening to get a glimpse of God and who God is. An opening to the victory of all victories. An opening to the holy of all holy places. What was closed has now been opened. Several months ago, I was locked in a building. Yeah, I got locked in a building. The door is locked from the inside as well as the outside. I had to call someone to get me out. There's a certain uncomfortable feeling when you're locked in. Somewhere. Real sense, I don't believe that we were designed to be confined. That wasn't, that was never God's intentions. That we, that's why before the fall of man, we lived in paradise with a certain level of free freedom. We were never designed to be locked in and being locked in is not comfortable. I remember being in boot camp. And in boot camp, I couldn't go anywhere. And you know, it was like they were controlling your entire life. And even when you went to your barracks, there were like bars on the outside of the windows and 
it felt like I was in prison and locked in. God never intended for his people once again to be locked in. Yet that's exactly where we found ourselves after the fall of man. We were locked out of the garden, but locked into sin and death. Let me say that again. We were locked out of the garden, but became locked in to sin and death. But God called on his only begotten son who grabbed the keys of hell and death by dying one particular Friday and rising up on a Sunday. He set us free to see beyond the tombs Amen. of life. Yeah. That's what Jesus did. And so now there's an opening. In other words, he came, we called, he heard our cry. Yes, yes. Just as I was locked in and I had to make a call, we made a call and Glory. Jesus answered the call Amen. and Amen. came with the keys yes. <laughs> and unlocked us from sin and death. Glory. That's why the Bible says that uh, if you believe in him, you shall live, <laughs> that you shall never experience death. Somebody needs to shout about the fact that that's good news. Glory. That I'm dying. That I'm going to live. Because Jesus has the, the keys to unlock the doors and to provide an opening and access to something greater. Isn't that good news? Uh, that he did all of that just for us. An opening to see what God can reveal in your life. God has provided us into, with access to see and experience revelation. Isn't that good news, church? This morning's text, Mary Magdalene comes to Jesus' tomb and sees that the stone has been rolled away. There is an opening where there had been closure, an yeah. opening to discover a resurrected Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Mary goes from asking about where Jesus' whereabouts to I have seen the Lord. Yeah. She shifts from have you seen him to at the end of it is running to tell the disciples I have seen the Lord. Uh, and I believe that there is power in those words. I have seen the Lord. Resurrection happened over 2,000 years ago. But the real question this morning is whether or not you are seeing the Lord for yourself. Uh, did you see him? Uh, for yourself in the busyness of living the life that God has blessed you with. Uh, have you seen the Lord? We see a lot of things. We can travel and see the great 
things in life. We can travel and see the Great Wall of China. We can witness the Appalachians. We can go to the motherland and see uh, the great wonders there. We can even travel to the Holy Land and decide to even experience the Jordan and where Jesus was baptized. We can we can profess that we've seen the, all of these things, but the real question is, have you seen the Lord in the process? I've been blessed to travel and see many great sights, and I'm amazed by some of them, but that doesn't mean that just because you see certain things that you encounter God for yourself. There's a difference in seeing where God has been Watch this church. And, 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 and where he's left his imprint and encountering him for yourself. Mary says, I have seen the Lord. Not just where he's been laid. <laughs> Not where he was. But I've seen him for myself. For myself. The Bible tells us about 500 people saw the resurrected Jesus. About 500. But historical examination states during that particular time in Jerusalem, the population, now this is this is argued, this this is argued amongst historians and many others. That the population, because Josephus says that there were 600,000 people in Jerusalem. But there are many arguments that say no, it wasn't that many, that Josephus was exaggerating the number. That it was more likely about 50,000. And during festival time, it would swell up to about 80,000. And so, here it is. So even, let's use the 50,000. So if 500 people saw the resurrect, resurrected Jesus, that means that 500 out of 50,000 would be 1%. And only if only 1% saw Jesus, watch this, Jesus walked around for 40 days after the resurrection, but only 1% of the people saw him. Woo. Wow. Can I ask the question again this morning? Have you seen the Lord? <laughs> 1%. He was moving around and watch this. He wasn't even really trying to hide. <laughs> Which tells me that there were some folk that were what? Just missing Jesus. Look, you can come to church every single Sunday. Watch this. And miss the resurrection power of Jesus. Just because you know how to shout when the choir sings doesn't mean that you're encountering who he is. <laughs> Just because you know how to smile at somebody doesn't mean that you encounter who he is. When you encounter who he is, there is something powerful that ought to begin to bury, that begins to shake the foundation of your experience. Watch this. When you come into the presence of the Lord, there's certain things that have to line up. See, watch this. Hell can't stay on you in the presence of God. Problems can't stay on you in the presence of God. 
witness has to get straight when it encounters Jesus face to face. Look at somebody and say, have you seen the Lord? You can't come in his presence and not experience his power. Uh, 500 people saw him. He didn't reveal himself to everybody. <laughs> but I believe, I believe, I believe, watch this, watch this. I believe Mary sees him because of three things. Three things I want to highlight. First and foremost, she sees him because she was looking for him. <laughs> it's in the text, yeah. <laughs> she sees him because she was looking for him. <laughs> Let me pause here, put a pen right there, and ask the question, what are you looking for this morning? <laughs> she sees him because she's looking for him. Did you come to this Easter, this resurrection worship experience because you're looking for Jesus? Or did you come this morning because you thought you were supposed to come to church on Easter Sunday? All right. Stop asking. <laughs> did you come because you thought, well, I, 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 I'll hear the choir singing? <laughs> I like the way Andre sounds. <laughs> so I'm coming to hear him. Did you come to see? Or did you come because you saw? Or let me see what Reverend Dalfo's going to wear today. <laughs> or did you come because, yeah, 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 I want to hear the way he preaches. <laughs> what? Why did you come this morning? Allow me to simply submit to you. If you didn't come to see Jesus, you're going to miss the whole point. You're going to miss some things if you didn't come to see Jesus. Mary sees Jesus because Mary is looking for Jesus. She, she, she watched this. She didn't come looking for a representation of who he was. She came for him. Watch this. This week, this week, Notre Dame burned. Y'all saw that all over the news. Notre Dame, it, 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 it burned. And I'm told that most of France tuned in. Almost the whole, all of France tuned in. But here's what I'm told. 70% of the population claim to be Catholic. 70%. But watch this church. Only 10% of 10 bands. Ain't too, too far different than what's happening in America. Let's, let's just get real with it. Because we've got 80% here that claim to be Christian, but only about 40% actually attend church. And that number might even be declining now. Those are old numbers. That's old 
That's, those are old statistics that I'm quoting. Yet as the church caught fire, the majority of the country tuned in. As Notre Dame burned, folk were tuning in. They were fascinated by this historical monument burning. Even to the extent that folk around the world began to donate hundreds of millions of dollars instantly. Sometimes I believe we're more fascinated with the representation of Jesus. And not Jesus himself. I wish I had some witnesses in here. You see, the building was a representation of who he was. You're telling me that 70% of the folk claim to be Catholic, but 10% only come in, which really ultimately tells me that the building is empty. It's an empty tomb. I wish I had somebody in here. But folk were more caught up with the empty tomb rather than Jesus, who's supposed to be embodied within. Nobody seems to be seem to be raising the question about where Jesus was. They were just caught up with watching Notre Dame burn. Yeah, that's it. It's a representation. Uh, allow me to submit to you that the preacher is a representation. Yeah. Let me submit to you this morning that the fellowship is a representation. If we're not careful, we place more emphasis on the things that represent Jesus and not Jesus himself. I like the fact that as it burned, now don't get me wrong, as it burned, folk tuned in. Just, I just wonder sometimes if our churches just caught on fire like it should with the burning on the inside of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. How would the world, would the world begin to... If we if we get this thing right, stop worrying about the buildings. Stop worrying about all of these other things that have nothing to do with Jesus and place our attention on Jesus. Mary saw the Lord because she was looking for the Lord. You've got to come to church looking for him. You don't come to church looking to see your best friend. You don't come to church just for me. You don't come to church just for the cry. You come to church to see the Lord. So she saw him because she came looking for him. Every day See, Mary, Mary, Mary was not satisfied with a tomb. She wasn't satisfied with a tomb. Peter, watch this, Peter and the other disciples walked away after they saw an empty tomb. The Bible says that they believed that was good enough. But that wasn't good enough for Mary. <laughs> she needed to see more than an empty tomb. So Mary stayed around for all practice, practical purposes. Once again, Notre Dame was an in, empty tomb. Folk were satisfied with looking at an empty tomb, an empty tomb. But watch this. That's empty worship over empty things. 
And if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves doing the same thing. Mary needed to see Jesus, not an empty tomb. Every day, there is a fire burning in the world. And nobody is watching because they are so fascinated with empty tombs rather than a living Savior. Look, here's what I'm trying to say to you. Water is still being turned into wine every day. Have you seen the Lord? The blind and the lame are still being healed today. Have you seen the Lord? Folk are still being delivered today. Have you seen the Lord? And the captives are still being set free today. Have you seen the Lord, because the Bible says that where the Spirit is, there he is, of the Lord is, there is liberty. Have you seen the Lord? His works are still happening all around us. I just need somebody to understand that the power of the resurrected Jesus is still moving even some 2,000 years later. Just because you didn't see him this morning doesn't mean that he's not present. Have you seen the Lord? Mary sees him because she's looking for him. Touch somebody and say, look for him. Touch somebody else and say, look for him. Uh, you better look for Jesus. You got some problems that need Jesus. Can't nobody fix but Jesus. You better look for him in the midst of your trials and your tribulations. Mama, you better, you gotta look for him. I know you know something about that. You better look, but you don't know where else to look. You better turn to the hills from whence coming your help. Sometimes you just got to decide that God, I'm gonna look for you no matter what comes. I'm waiting to see the glory of the Lord. I'm just looking for you. Yes, After Mary decided that she would look for him. Secondly, secondly, yeah, yeah. Mary saw him, watch this y'all, because she knew him and he knew her. Mary saw him because she knew him. So watch this. She knew what to look for. Amen. Even though she missed him, she still knew what to look for. Watch this. Watch this. See, we get we we we, we, we laugh at Mary because she didn't recognize Jesus. But here's the thing: she knew where she knew who Jesus wasn't too. Because she didn't wasn't willing to move until she actually saw him what face to face. And so she says, Mary knew him. And he knew her. He calls her name. That was personal. Bible, once again, says that what? 500 people. 500 people saw him. Out of that 600 or whatever, 50,000, 50,000 people. How many people come in and around churches every day? And miss the power of the resurrection. 
Jesus is around us. But you have to see him. Mary saw him because she had a personal relationship with Jesus. Jesus didn't reveal himself to everybody. Until I believe it was the relationship, follow me here, that released the revelation of his resurrected existence. I believe it was relationship that the closer and deeper the relationship was, that that's what caused him to reveal for folk to see him for who he was. It's through your relationship with him that he releases a revelation of him. The deeper we grow into relationship with God, the more he begins to reveal to us. God wants to reveal some things in your life, but it's going to happen through the relationship you have with him. Watch this church. He will reveal your healing through your relationship. He will reveal your deliverance through your relationship. God will reveal what he has for you through who he is to you. It's your relationship. Your relationship with him reveals the revelation of him. In other words, if you don't have a relationship, you're going to have small revelations. And the deeper your relationship gets, the more revelation you experience. And whether you know it or not, you need revelation in your life. You need God to reveal what only God can reveal because that's how your breakthroughs happen. But it comes through your relationship, your new job is going not going to come because you dressed up and looked nice and bought the right suit, went on your job and did and knocked it out of the park with your interview. Your new job is going to come because God will release it when you have the right relationship. Watch this. With the right relationship, you'll end up getting a job that you're not even supposed to get because will release it through the relationship and reveal it to you. Amen. It's your relationship, your peace is going to come through your relationship. Your new job is going to come through your relationship. Mary saw him because of her relationship. Thirdly, thirdly, Mary saw him because he stayed, because she stayed around after Peter and the other disciple who actually is John. <laughs> At least most of us feel like he's John. Leaves. Mary stayed until she saw him. Peter and the other disciple were once again satisfied with seeing an empty tomb. Mm -hmm. They came to see whether he was missing. Watch this church. But Mary came to see Jesus. Yeah. 
and Mary wasn't satisfied with an empty tomb, a representation that was supposed to hold him. Mary needed to see Jesus for, for face to face. And so Mary does not leave. She stays. There are times you have to stay where you are until you get what you came for. I wish I had some witnesses in this place. Sometimes you just got to stay. It's as simple until God shows up. Once again, we can talk about Mary, talk about her missing, but Mary stayed. Mary decided, I ain't going nowhere until I see him for myself. Y'all can go. Everybody else, I can, I can, I'll stay in the tomb by myself until I see him for myself. We have to be willing to stay. I'm reminded of Jesus' experience in the Garden of Gethsemane with the disciples, and he was trying to pray, and they couldn't stay awake. And so Jesus comes back and asks the question, could you not stay up with me? Sometimes you just got to decide that I'm going to stay. We need some folk. God is looking for some folk with staying power. We miss the power of resurrection and its experience because we leave too soon. Stop leaving before God shows up. experience the resurrection power of Jesus, you have to stay until he shows up. Look, you got to decide that I'm going to stay until my healing comes. Oh, I wish I had some witnesses in here. I ain't getting up. I ain't leaving. I'm not going to bail out. I'm staying until I get what, what, what I know you have in your possession, God. I'm staying until I see you. I want to see you in the midst of my healing, what I need, in the midst of my sickness. I'm in the midst of my pain. I'm staying until my healing comes. I'm staying in my marriage, God, until you show up. Somebody in here ought to say amen. I ain't bailing out until you show up. I'm staying. I'm staying until my family gets better. I'm staying when things seem so deep and so hot like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God, I'm going to stay until you show up in the fiery pits of hell of my life. I ain't going nowhere until you show up. Stand until I see you face to face. Stand until I see the Red Sea parted in my life because I've got some issues and some places I know where you're trying to take me, but I've got some things blocking me, but I ain't leaving the course. I'm going to do what you said in the Bible. I'm going to stay the course. I know I've been walking in the right direction. I know you're leading me, but it doesn't mean that there's not going to be opposition and struggle, but God, I'm going to stay 
until I see your power. Just going to stay. Stay even when you get tired. Just keep on staying. Uh, for he didn't give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but one of power. Stay. Stay until your mind is regulated. I know you may feel depressed now, but you ought to stay until the power of God grips your mind and begins to regulate your spirit and begins to move inside of you. And you realize that I ain't never alone with you. I'm staying with you, God. I'm staying with you until the grips of anxiety has to let me go. I'm just going to stay with you. Staying until I really begin to experience you as a bridge over troubled waters. I'm staying with you, Lord. I'm staying until all my fears have to let me go. I'm staying. I'm staying beyond the doubts and the fears. I'm going to stay. Ain't going nowhere until you show up. Stay, I said. Stay. Sometimes you just have to decide that you're going to stay until you see the Lord face to face. Amen. Stay. Look at somebody and say stay. Open up the windows of heaven 
bless me beyond measure. I ain't walking away from you until I see the mighty winds of your power come in my life and turn everything around. I'm staying. I'm staying until I see you. Look at somebody and say, stay. Look at somebody else and say, stay. God ain't finished yet. You ain't seen what God has for you. Stay. Uh, God still has more for you. Stay. There's revelation that you that he's not revealed to you in your life. Stay. We have to stay. Stay. Doors of the church open. Hi, my name is Nicholas Worse. I'm the executive minister here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. I just want to say thank you for listening. You can learn more about our church online at onefellowshipumc.org. And you can like us on Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest events in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others online so that more people can learn about what God is doing here at One Fellowship. Thank you and God bless.